If you're like me, you've got a busy mind, always rushing on to the next thing, full of ideas and plans and questions and fears and irritations and all that noise. Well, it's an obstacle in your pursuit of Jesus. Hey friends, I'm Mark Alanchelski, and this is The Apprenticeship Way, a podcast about learning how to live life with Jesus. This is episode seven, Tell Your Monkeys to Be Quiet. Today we're going to talk about one of the chief obstacles for living with an ongoing sense of connection to God. But first, a story. Recently I provided some healthcare services to a sick computer. I'm a big nerd and I like to help my friends out with their technology. This poor thing was bogged down so badly it could hardly think. My friend had important things that they needed to get done. The computer couldn't keep up. They were so frustrated they were almost at the point of just going out and buying a new computer. Well after running a few tests we figured out the problem. Their computer was infested with malware. Malware? 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 I don't know. I say malware because mal comes from the word malicious, which means evil, intending to do harm, and that's what malware is. It is software written with evil intent. There was a whole zoo's worth of these little applications chugging away happily in the background, running someone else's agenda. And as all those little applications ran, they were consuming the processing power of my friend's computer. That's why she couldn't write an email or compose a document. The computer was focused on something else already. Its capacity was occupied. So we baptized the thing and renewed its mind. I, I mean, we ran an application that finds and removes viruses and malware, and then did a bunch of other maintenance, and now it's clicking along just fine. Hold on to that picture for a moment. In John's Gospel, John's telling of the story of Jesus' ministry, Jesus spoke with this woman. She's identified as a Samaritan woman. That means she was an outsider. And she was asking Jesus about how to find God. He told her, this is in uh, John chapter 4, verse 23, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Now, that's great news because it means we don't have to go someplace special to find God. In another part of John's gospel, Jesus told the disciples something that was shocking. He said these words, John 14, 20, in that day you will know that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. That's also great news, because it means we don't have to wait until some special, sacred, appointed time to find God. These two things taken together give us ultimate freedom. We can find God right where we are, whatever we're doing. God is with us. The whole of life is God's temple. We don't have to jump through someone else's hoop. We don't have to prove our credentials of being a good follower of God. We don't have to follow that one really special teacher or go to the one church that has it all together or even have our theology exactly right. God is with us now. That's really good news. Well, today we're going to talk about one of the chief obstacles that gets in the way of our experience of this incredible reality. Some of you are experiencing this obstacle right this minute. Maybe there's some imperfection in the recording. Maybe you heard the bass rumble of a truck driving by outside my studio or your phone vibrated and you're struggling with whether you're going to check the message and see if someone texted you. Or maybe it's something bigger. Maybe you have a, an ongoing thread of anxiety in the back of your mind because you're waiting on a report from your doctor or your manager asked to meet with you on Monday or one of countless other thoughts is demanding your attention, whack-a-mole style. You're trying to pay attention, but they keep coming up. Here's the thing. Right now, in this moment, you are either listening or watching a podcast about spiritual growth. That's what we're doing right here together. 
The whole purpose of what we're doing is about learning how to focus more clearly on Jesus in our lives. That's what I'm pursuing. It's why I'm sharing what I'm learning with you. It's what you're pursuing because you're clearly taking the time to listen. You have a desire to understand more. So right now, this is an on-purpose moment, meant to be all about focusing on God. And yet right now, your mind is buzzing with background chatter that has nothing to do with God at all. It's true for me too. That constant inner chatter is one of the things that impedes our ability to hear the voice of the Spirit. You know what I'm talking about? You know that buzz. This isn't just a problem with you. This is a human problem. This problem is so common that it's something people have been talking about for thousands of years. The Buddhist meditation tradition has a special name for this problem, which I love. They call this noisy chatter in the back of our brains the monkey mind. I love the insight of that image. You can just imagine you've got this adolescent orangutan living in your brain, and it's always hooting and grunting and pointing and throwing stuff. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's just background noise, quiet in the background, barely audible. Sometimes when it notices something shiny or it's feeling hungry or angry, it throws a giant fit that sounds like feeding time at the monkey house. You know exactly what that feels like, right? Some days, it feels like we need a mental malware checker like I used on that computer. Wouldn't that be great? Some little application we could run that could point out all the programs running in our mind and we could just decide which ones to turn off, which ones to mute and silence. It could point out all our unhealthy mental habits. We could just uninstall anything we don't need anymore. That would be incredible. We need stillness. In the upper room when Jesus gathered with his disciples in the last week of his life on earth, Jesus told his friends that their work the most important thing they had to do was to remain. Another translation of that word is to abide. Listen to these words, remain, abide. Do those words sound rushed to you? Do they sound busy? Do they sound noisy and cluttered? No, those are restful words, peaceful words. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. The way to know God is not in striving or accomplishing, it's in being still, remaining, abiding, waiting. Jesus showed us this in his interaction with uh, Mary and Martha. You probably know this story. Jesus honored Mary's desire to be still, to be near him, to sit with him. Jesus even said that the very good and honorable tasks that needed to be done wouldn't be allowed to infringe on Mary's desire to remain. This is hard, right? It's hard for us to be still. Even when we can be still with our bodies, it's hard to get our minds to be still. And yet that's what we need. That busy, noisy mind, the monkey mind, it can run away with us. Anxiety can creep up until it's all we can see. Anger can erupt and blind us. Tracking all of our obligations and our commitments creates this constant buzz in the background of our consciousness. And then if some real struggle erupts, some crisis, our minds are just overwhelmed. When the people of Israel had escaped Egypt and slavery, they were headed toward the Red Sea. That's when Pharaoh pulled out the chariots and chased them down, deciding to get the slaves back. And Israel found themselves trapped between the water on the one side and this oncoming enemy army on the other. And that was a crisis. And their anxiety, it spiked. You can't blame them. And in that moment, what did Moses, their leader, tell them? This is in Exodus 14, verse 14. He said, The Lord will fight for you. 
You need only to be still. Even in those stressful moments, what we need is stillness. Now, there are two different ways we can be still. Both of them are important. We need both of them in our lives. Think of it like this. When you're spending time with a loved one, your spouse, your kid, a close friend, there are different levels of being present to one another. There's that full focus kind of presence, right? You gaze into their eyes, you hang on every word, you look into their face. If you're driving, you have to pull the car over. The conversation is so important that you want to be fully present and invested with no distractions. That's one kind of stillness, one kind of presence. But that's not what is appropriate or needed all the time. There's also the kind of presence where you just walk side by side or hand in hand. You're enjoying the sights, you're being together, you're chatting. And then there's the kind of presence, you've experienced this with a really good friend, where you're both in the same room, quietly doing your own thing. Maybe you're both reading, or you're listening to music, or you're working on separate projects. You're not really talking to each other, you're not watching each other, but you just know they're there. They're with you. You feel them. And just knowing that they're with you, that you're not alone, that feels good. You see, that whole range of different ways of being present is a part of our relationship with God. We need we need that kind of range of stillness. Sometimes we can create that focus stillness where we, we sit on a rock overlooking a quiet lake or we're way back in the mountains and there's no cars to interrupt us for miles around or we just carve out a focused quiet moment with our Bible and a journal and we turn our hearts Godward for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour. That's one kind of stillness. It's focused. It's good. You need to have this kind of stillness in your life whether it's some kind of daily devotional practice in the morning or some kind of weekly Sabbath practice or a quiet overnight camping trip where you take some reflective time to focus on God and God's presence in your life. Find what works for you. Carve out places in your life where you have quiet and you can have that focused attention to God's presence. You need this. But there's another kind of stillness. In some ways, this one is harder. But for our busy and overcommitted lives, it's probably even more important. There is a stillness that accompanies us wherever we go. We can be at work, we can be managing our kids, we can be in the middle of a crowd, and yet there is a place of stillness within us, in our soul, in our inner world, where we can carry with us a sense of God's presence. In the next podcast, we're going to talk about two ways of thinking that can help us move toward this kind of stillness that we carry within us. Jesus told us in John 15 that our work is to remain. Another translation is to abide. I suspect that part of abiding is learning how to pay attention, learning how to be aware of Christ's presence with us in a daily and ongoing way. That means we have to learn how to tell our monkeys to be quiet. We have to learn how to let go of all that mental chatter. God is present. This is so. We don't accomplish God's presence. We don't summon God's presence. We don't earn God's presence. We don't work real hard to make God's presence happen. God is present. That's a gift. It is real. It is now. We're not accustomed to noticing God's presence. Our mental habits make it hard. All that noise we carry around inside of us makes it hard. But there is a change of mind. There is a new way of relating to the world that we can begin practicing. Pastor Greg Boyd wrote a book called Present Perfect that talks about this, and in that book he said this. He said, whatever's going on in our environment, we must remain aware that one other thing is also going on, and it's the single most important thing in any given moment. Namely, we are submerged in God's loving presence. Does that sound good? 
Does it sound like a good place to be? Where in any given moment, you are aware that you are submerged in God's loving presence? That's not an impossible way to live. The book of Psalms paints this very same picture. Psalms 132, verse 2. I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. That is a peaceful picture. A picture of stillness. And that's what our souls need. More on how we get there next time. May you feel the courage and motivation to carve out moments of stillness in your day so you can pay attention to the presence of Jesus. Thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, you can have it come to you live. I'm scheduling speaking engagements through the end of 2019, and I would be honored to come and speak at your church retreat, school, or nonprofit. I talk about practical spiritual growth just like this, but I also talk about emotional discipleship. It is high time the church started paying attention to the role of emotions in our lives and our faith. We need to talk about inner wellness. We need to talk about mental health. We need to talk about depression. We need to talk about the fact that you can't grow spiritually if you're not growing emotionally. This is in support of my new book, The Wisdom of Your Heart, Discovering the God-Given Power and Purpose of Your Emotions. It came out this last September, and very soon, the next couple of months, uh, the audiobook version is gonna be coming out as well. I'd love to bring this content to your community. If you'd like to check my availability, there's a link in the show notes that can get that conversation started. If you'd like to talk about this episode with me or other people on the journey, or you'd like to find encouragement for this kind of spiritual life, consider joining the Apprenticeship Lab member community. There's details all about what you get and what it costs in the notes. And if you just want to support what I'm doing, which allows me to make material like this, joining the Apprenticeship Lab member community is a great way to do that. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, every other podcast app out there. You can also find a video version of this on my YouTube channel and subscribe there. I would be grateful if you take a moment to rate or review this podcast wherever you find it, since that's one of the best ways to help other people discover it. If you want to hear more from me, then subscribe to my email list. I email about twice a month with a new blog post and links to other things that will be a benefit in your spiritual journey. And if any of that catches your eye, you'll find the show notes for today's episode, including all the scriptures and the links I just mentioned at www.markallenshelsky.com, T-A-W-007. Until next time, remember, in this one present moment, you are loved. You are known. You are not alone.